0: Well, it's very similar. It's, it's almost like uh, runny eyes, lethargy, anorexia, not themselves, the waggy tails, not as waggy, uh, things along the same line with people. You just look, you look sick, you look green instead of your normal bouncy self and uh, run down like you haven't slept in a while. And it's very similar. It is in people. You know, there's a, most people today have heard of a kennel cough, it seems like everyone knows what that's about. In, an, in a way, that's the flu in dogs. Um, but like most of the time, it's a virus, occasionally bacteria that can cause flus in pets. But we're, our vaccination programs are fairly effective in controlling them. It's it's when you have pets that come in from different jurisdictions, countries, states, uh, and there's different immunity, different viruses, different types of virulency between provinces and states and countries. And that's when you introduce uh, viruses or bacteria that they're not used to. And there's no immunity, national immunity to those.
1: I understand that human flu and dog flu. They're both very contagious, but they're not the same thing, right?
0: No, definitely not. You, The, the word or the transmission of viruses from dogs to uh, people or from cats to people, it's called zoonosis. And it's very rare. I wouldn't say it's impossible because over my many years of practice, it's, a, it's very coincidental when the people are, <laughs> are sick, when the pet is. It, it seems like it's a, you know, a slam dunk. But in theory, medically, the uh, chance of you picking up a virus from your pet are very, very small.
1: I understand that sometimes they can get quite sick from the flu if it's not treated. They can actually get pneumonia.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it, a lot of times kennel cloth or the flu in pets can be upper respiratory, which means nose and sinuses, back, of your throat, similar to people. But also going to be what's called a tracheobronchitis, which means it goes down deeper into the lungs, and then that's a deeper infection. That's a lower respiratory, and that is a lot more serious, potentially, because it can lead to pneumonia. Um, and the biggest problem is when you aren't eating or not drinking, you're not moving around, you're not hydrating yourself, and dehydration in people and their pets is a big, big problem when it comes to uh, can, you know battling any type of illness at all, in particular the flu.
1: Sure. And I mean, how do you get your dog to drink? I mean, it's tough. Can the, can right. dogs pass it on to other pets like cats?
0: Uh, again, they're usually uh, species specific, but okay. there are some that can be passed on. It's cat viruses are usually cat viruses. Dogs the same. Uh, some bacteria have more uh, cross reactivity than others. But generally speaking, cat viruses are cats and dogs are dogs. Yeah.
1: All right, so when your dog actually has the flu, you bring them into the vet, you you guys uh, test to see if they have the flu, and you say, yep, they have the flu. What happens next?
0: Well, yeah, it's the same in people. It's not the actual virus. What we want to do is bide time until our own immune system gets strong enough and kills it. That's what we want to do. And that means supportive help with hydration, sometimes appetite stimulants, medication for nausea, uh, control the cough, expectorants, very, very similar to people. You just want to make sure it's the disease is bad enough, when you're run down and your body isn't functioning normally, what happens is you'll get a lot sicker faster from dehydration, all the other effects of the flu. So it's supportive care, maintaining your body when it's not maintaining itself.
1: Should people avoid walking their dogs when they have the flu?
0: Um, That's a really good question. My answer to that is to all my clients is if your dog is up to it, take them for a short walk. Moving around helps fluids move. It helps move mucus congestion. um, And I think it's a really good idea. Don't let them get cold. Don't let them get overheated. Short walks to relieve themselves. It almost is a nature's way of of an appetite stimulant in a way. Just don't overdo it. Um, And it's like anything else in the course of the disease, the first or two are more debilitating as the body starts to recover then the walks are very prudent
1: and no dog parks
0: no i think the contagiousness uh, I, here's what i would say too is people don't live the life <laughs> thank goodness that dogs do on all fours sniffing everything that they run into but what they're doing so well uh, so indirectly is they're actually developing natural immunity And that natural immunity helps them in so many ways. Now, I would never advocate this for everybody, but I let my dogs lick my face all the time. And I got to tell you, I am hardly ever sick. Um, And there's some merit to that. Uh, Like I say, I don't um, advocate that for everybody, but there's a lot of natural immunity immunity in dog secretions because of the way they live their life. They almost self-vaccinate every time they go for a walk.
1: So why would you get the the flu vaccine for your dog then, if that's the case? You know, I take my dog in for shots. I rarely ask what the shots are for, which might sound irresponsible, but I trust my vet, you know, knows where I live and knows what my dog needs. Would they be vaccinating my dog for the flu anyways?
0: Yes, they would. In, In particular, like people, the flu you get in 2017 may be completely different from the flu you get in 2018. So... Uh, the vaccine company's job is to keep up for the us on whatever is virulent or prevalent at the time. And the same in the canine world, uh, where there's fluctuations and ebbs and flows of what viruses are really uh, effective or prevalent in one year compared to the other. Your veterinary, there's so many vaccines that I could be giving to your pet as a veterinarian, but my job for you is to select the ones that seem to be most important in that particular year. And the age of the animal, um, young and old, need it sometimes more than others because they're a little more immunosuppressed. Uh, On the other hand, once they get to be a certain age, they've had immunity to vaccinations for so long, I'm even skippier. And and so that's our job as a vet is to make sure we give you the up-to-date information uh, year by year.
1: Well, I really appreciate all the information you've uh, imparted onto us today, Dr. Marshall. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Have a great day.